Hey, welcome to Bag Talk. Hey, man, welcome to the next episode of Bag Talk. First and foremost, I want to thank y'all um, for y'all support over the last thirty days. It's been real. Um, from from starting from my birthday, um, y'all have been showing me mad love. Uh, from the launch of the podcast, all the shares, all the likes, all the comments, all the keep goings, uh, all the I didn't know you know how to talk, and I know you had a personality. Uh, so I just want to say thank y'all. Uh, thank JG, who's directing this thing. Thank Shanta for being my partner, asking these questions. And I just want to say thank y'all. And we're just getting started. There's a lot more to go. Um, so we're going to start with this next ep episode, which is going to be more so about entrepreneurship. Uh, we're going to talk legacy a little bit, and we may talk corporate a little bit. A lot of people don't know I still have my corporate job, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. But let's get to it. What sparked your journey to entrepreneurship, and then how did that lead into you building this empire we know as Legacy? Um, I think just by being curious. I think I've always been a curious person. Um, they say curiosity kills a uh, cat, but I say curiosity builds champions. Uh, so just by being curious, man, like, I, I like to know how stuff works, how things move, uh, how products get built. And just by being curious and just by being on YouTube, honestly, and learning like different skills and different business models and di different businesses, uh, I think kind of sparked my interest, right? So just being on these different platforms and you see how people are building Turo's and building, getting in real estate and the restaurant business was just something just, I'm not gonna say out the blue, but something that was just like a big risk that I wanted to take cause I wanted to build something dope for the city. Um, and I, I partnered with some great individuals who all had the same interests. Uh, I think just by being curious, I think it wasn't a plan uh, that I went in with to say, hey, this is going to happen. This is what it's going to turn out to. I think it was just by being curious and just being willing to bet on myself and take the risk to do whatever it is my heart wanted to do. And I think that's why I started the enterprise model, because I knew that it would not be one single thing that I wanted to do. But I wanted to be multiple things that all rolled back to the same kind of hub. So I think that's why I kind of built out the Golden Boy Enterprise models because I always knew that, hey, yeah, you can get in this one lane, but after you master this, let's try this lane out and master this one too. So once I started getting that uh, bag and started kind of getting them a groove and moving and grooving, uh, <laughs> that's how kind of what just sparked my interest in and what it grew to be Golden Boy Enterprises today, um, which has multiple entities under it that ranges from investment groups to uh, a group that curates events to just everything that you can think of. So, I mean, just being by being curious. So let's ask the question the whole world wants to know. Uh-oh. Are you single? I am. Uh, <laughs> I've been single for a long time, but it's, it's just like I like to focus on myself. Um, I think I like to get myself, and I've been wanting to get myself to a place where I feel comfortable with dating because I think Although dating is a good thing, at the same time, dating can be a distraction. And I think once I got to the point where it's just like, hey, Mike, like, I got to get myself to a point before I just want to let somebody into me. I got to learn myself. I got to unlearn things that I've been taught. I got to be willing to get in those areas where I know it's a lot of hurt in um, to just by, like, repairing those wounds before I let somebody else come in. Now I'm kind of attacking them based on my previous hurt or whatever I got going on. So, you know. What y'all say, I had to go see that lady. <laughs> and therapy is not a bad thing. I think there's negative connotations somewhat to going to, see, going to therapy and seeing that lady. Some people think it's a joke, but it's not really a joke. Um, so, yeah, I think I just had to get myself to a point where I was willing to let somebody in. And I think I've always been that type of person where I've wanted to date. But I never, whenever somebody got too close to me, like too close, where I feel like they can hurt me, I will always kind of take that step back. I'm like, uh... 
hold up, hold up. <laughs> so yeah, I am single. Um, I've been single for a long time, and I think I've always somewhat dated to have fun. Um, but I think I'm at the point where I'm, I'm ready to date the. I'm not gonna say marry because I don't think I'm ready for marriage yet. But I'm ready to date to be serious. I say it that way. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to Okay. Dang. See, I get laughed at. No, oh, that you. was good though because that's gonna like bring a soft side out of you that people don't get to see. So that's about to get you a lot like. You know, I'm really, I'm really a soft person though. Are you really? I am. Like. Let's talk about it. What makes you so soft? I don't know. I have all sisters, right? And I think for sure my niece brings my soft side. Like, all my sisters bring my soft side. My niece for sure. Like, I'm not going to say I'm a crybaby, but it's just like, yo, I didn't know I was this soft. Like, dang, I can hurt a little bit. I can cry a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I'm a, I'm a cancer, too, and I don't know if that really matters or if that's, like, meaningful information but i think some of that stuff is true like i think i'm a really emotional person sometimes so would you consider yourself a hopeless romantic nah i always think there's hope uh you know i get shot shot at me you know what i'm saying so i always know somebody gonna be there is it gonna be the person i i won't mm, i don't know but i tweeted this like a, a minute ago i think the problem sometimes like we date based on what we think we want instead of what we need and i think a lot of men do that same thing like we want the baddest ig looking model bbl whatever it is but is that what we really need and i think um i'm at the point where i'm ready to date what i need instead of what i want but i think you could kind of find a mixture between the both but i think at times we get caught into what we need i mean what we want instead of what we need i think that you hit a great point especially for men how does a man know like what they need so what are you doing to take the steps to really find out like outside of therapy like what are you doing to say i know i need this i think you, you find out what you need by spending time with yourself i think as you kind of spend more time with yourself and you find those not gonna call them gaps but you find those voids right you find those areas within yourself like yo i can find somebody to help me in this area like mike knows he needs somebody who can help him communicate better or to do certain things better and that's just by like being by myself and you know i know in certain areas where i'm really good at like i can bring a lot to the table when it comes to building businesses or having a business mind but when it comes to Coming to perspective of how a woman perceives things or how a woman thinks, you need a woman, you know what I'm saying, to help you get to that point. So I think just by spending time with yourself, um, of course, going to see that lady, and just by just by being transparent and vulnerable, you find out what you what you really need in your life. So, what does like being a bad guy or a people pleaser like? What does that mean to you? And have you ever been? told that you were a people pleaser or you was like a bad guy um i think i've always been a people pleaser um and it's not when i say people pleasing i don't mean i've been the person to go out and make purchases or had this image to make everybody else happy it was like i would be willing to do whatever it takes to make somebody else happy and i'm saying that like we can be like, yo, let's go to the club. And Mike would be like, man, I know y'all boys ain't got like that. It's on me tonight just to make everybody happy. And it's just like when you start doing that too much, everybody starts depending on you to be that person all the time. 
And I think once you get to that point where you learn yourself and you start setting boundaries and it's like, I have to start making decisions in the best interest of Mike and not in the best interest of you, you start seeming like this person that has changed or that has like become this this villain. And, and sometimes, and I'm at the point now where I'm embracing my villain story. Like, I don't mind being a bad guy. I don't mind losing friendships, relationships, because I'm making the decisions that best interest Mike. It's more so I'm setting those boundaries now. Like, Mike can't make the decision that, you know what I'm saying, puts you first over him. Mike has to put himself first. And I think everybody has to get to that point uh, where they learn how to put themselves first because I think the more you put people before yourself, the more they're going to run over you. The more you're going to look up and say, dang, boy, does this person really love me for me or what I'm doing for them? And I think once you start setting those boundaries, you start figuring out, like, yo, this person really cares for me. I don't have to bring nothing to the table. Or this person love, don't love me no more because I can't do this how I used to do it for them. So I think just by setting those boundaries, you, you find out, like, who's really down for you. And I think I'm at that point where it's just like, I don't care about being the bad guy. I don't care about being the villain. But I am going to make those decisions that, best, that puts Mike first. I'm at that point. Because like, I think financially, mentally, emotionally, you can take so much on by just putting other people before yourself. And I'm not going to say people don't care for you, but you're like, dang, boy. If I were to put myself first in this situation or for this time period, I would be so further along than I am right now. And I think I've started to I've started to recognize that like Mike has put people first forever. And it's like I always like to see people happy. You know what I'm saying? That's just Mike. Like, hey man, you good? But you know, I'm still that person somewhat, but it's just like I have to think about the whole picture instead of the, the small, small time frame, the small instance that we're in. How do you balance everything? I know you're in, you work in the corporate world and you have legacy and then you have Golden Boy Enterprises. How are you providing balance? Um, by taking breaks. I think I work best in sprints. Um, good thing about my corporate job and legacy and everything else I got going on is I, I've managed and I know how to kind of work my schedule a little bit. Um, and the good thing about legacy right now, we have, have been able to put the right systems, processes, and people in place to where I'm able to take not a step back, but I can take a step back and not really work as hard as I work. Like, I don't have as many 13, 14, 15-hour days on the weekend anymore. I don't have any Wednesday, Thursday, Friday back-to-back back, back anymore. Like, I have a, you know what I'm saying, set schedule to where the business is still running because the right systems and processes are in place. But I'm also um, able to take a step back and focus on what I need to focus on. So I'm able to spend more time with my nephew. I'm able to take more vacations and and things of that sort. And I tell people all the time, it's how, when, when it comes to business, it's always to build, it's always to build structure down, but lead bottom up. So if I can build a leader at the most bottom level of my business, I'm able to more and, and empower them to make decisions and be able to think. And I, I tell people all the time, I like to create thinkers. Like, I don't care if you're at the bottom level, we're going we gonna to learn how to think. We're going to learn how to make decisions. And I'm going to learn how to make you a leader. Because when I make the person at the most bottom level of my business a leader, as the owner, as the top, I could take take a step back, and I know they're making the right decisions because they've been trained and coached and brought up the right way to where it's just like, dang, my life is a lot easier because I have leaders at every level. And I think once you build your business model out that way and you still have the checks and balances to where things aren't slipping through the cracks um, as much because things will always slip through the cracks, you're able to be like, yo, I can take a step back or I can go on vacation, and I'm still able to know that my business is running effectively, smoothly, and efficiently the same as if I was there. 
So I think you have to build um, your business, you know what I'm saying, checks and balances from the top down, but lead bottom up.